Welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. This is Sid Valley Radio. This week on the Old Time Radio Hour, we'll be listening to a comedy, so just sit back and relax as we revisit the truly golden age of radio. Stars in movies like Wake Island, Guadalcanal Diary, and Lifeboat. But tonight, he's all set to celebrate New Year's Eve. And how. Right after the program, me and my wife are going to a real wild Hollywood party. She's wearing her evening gown. I'll be wearing my tuxedo. We got two stools reserved at Thrifty's Drugstore. Oh. <laughs> Jim Bendix in the life of Riley. <laughs> New Year's Eve, but it looks as if the new year isn't going to be ushered in with joy and happiness at the Riley household. Riley's in trouble again. And to find out how he got into this jam, let's go back a couple of days and listen in on the conversation of the Rileys as they're relaxing in the living room of their little California bungalow. Ah, this is the life, Peg, sitting around with a house full of peace and quiet. I think I'm going to take a snooze. Wake me up when it's time to go to bed, huh? What, Bab? I've got a date for New Year's Eve. Oh, thank heavens. That's a load off my mind. Yeah, Bibbs, I'm glad you got set. Now, the rest of us can use the phone once in a while. Oh, Minton Clinton just phoned, and he asked me to go to a New Year's Eve party with him. Minton Clinton? Mm-hmm. Ain't that the boy with the pointy head? <laughs> oh, Daddy. Well, okay, so he ain't got a pointy noodle. <laughs> but don't take him any place where they're pitching horseshoes or they'll use him as a target. <laughs> <laughs> And if he takes you to a party, just see so you get home early. We've got to stay long enough to see the new year in. Okay, stay and see the new year in, but be home by a quarter or twelve. Oh, <laughs> oh Riley. Oh, Dad, you're a regular stick in the mud. Please, Babs, a little more respect. After all, I'm old enough to be your father. <laughs> well, sitting around home is no way to celebrate New Year. No, we ain't going to exactly sit around. I was... Figuring we'd have a few friends in for a quiet little party, maybe. Oh, that'd be nice. Waldo Binney from next door, Jim Gillis from the plant, Uli Durkin, Oh, maybe. the same old faces. Uh, listen, Babs, when you say old faces, you're talking about my friends. So when they come here, you treat them like I treat them, and don't look at their faces. <laughs> Besides, we're going to have a new face at the party. I, I was thinking of inviting a soldier. Soldiers? Sure, there's a lot of boys in the army away from home would like to spend a quiet New Year's Eve with some homely folks. <laughs> well, I don't know, Dad. The soldiers I know would rather go dancing on New Year's Eve with a girl. The reports about soldiers liking girls is greatly exaggerated. <laughs> They'd much rather spend a peaceful evening at the fireside, even if there's no fire in it. It's a nice idea, but what soldiers should we invite? Well, any soldier. We can... Hey, I know. I met a soldier on the bus yesterday. Sergeant Biff Lacey. No, who's this Sergeant Lacey? He's a Brooklyn boy who joined the United States Army. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'll invite him. Well, you better write him tonight. No, I'll do it right now. Uh, Junior. Yeah, Pop? Uh, bring in your new secondhand typewriter. I want to dictate a letter. Okay, Pop. Well, I got the dishes to do. No, no, no. Just a minute, Dumplin'. You wash the dishes every night. And tonight you're getting a rest. As soon as I get through dictating this letter, Junior will wash them. I'll do them and they'll be done. I'll help you, Mother. Well, thank you. Okay, Pop. I'm all set with the typewriter. Okay, Junior. Uh, start like this. No, cross that out. You didn't say anything yet. Oh, well, the letter goes to Sergeant Biffley's he can't bend it. Start off like this. <clears throat> uh, dear Biff. Now, read that back, Junior. <laughs> Dear Biff. Sounds okay. Dear Biff, old pal. Me and the missus is throwing a shindig on New Year's Eve. So how's about you... Oh, wait you a minute, Pop. You only met the fellow once. Don't you think the letter should be a little more, you know, formal? Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I don't want the Sarge to get the wrong impression. Uh, let's see, uh... Hey, what am I raking my brains for? We got a book on how to write letters somewhere. Oh, here it is. Here. Oh, look under parties. Yeah, let's see. Uh, business, weddings, funerals. Oh, here, here, parties. <laughs> Here's a good one. I'll follow it. Uh, start typing. Uh, dear madam. Wait. Uh... <laughs> oh, that, that don't sound right. Uh, oh. <laughs> of course not. Now, put dear sergeant. Mrs. Riley and I request the pleasure of your company at a New Year's Eve party at 10 o'clock, December 31st, 1944. So we'll be expecting a New Year's Eve. Cordially yours, Chester A. Riley. Well, what do you know? Hey, Corporal. Yeah? What's up, Biff? Look at this letter I got. It's an invite to a New Year's shindig. No kidding. Gee, you're lucky. I ain't got no place to go New Year's. Yeah, come with me. But, Sarge, the invite's just for you. No, it ain't. It's for all the guys. Read this. Let me see. Dear Sergeant, Mrs. Riley and I request the pleasure of your company at a New Year's Eve party. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He is inviting the whole company. <laughs> I guess he much like crowds, huh? Say, who is this character, anyway? Uh, a fellow named Riley. I met him on a bus in Los Angeles. I thought he was just an ordinary jerk, but I was wrong. He must be a rich jerk. <laughs> well, come on, Sarge. What are we waiting for? Let's spread the glad some tidings. Yeah, come on. Company! Attention! <laughs> Junior, uh, you hold this end of the streamer while I nail this end up, huh? Okay, Pop. Ah, it's a boy. Riley! Oh, uh, ju ju just a minute, Dumplin. I gotta hang up this coat of arms. Huh? What coat of arms? It's from my club, the BPLA. Oh, that. Dumplin, the Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles ain't no that. Pop, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the coat of arms. Well, we always keep it down at the clubhouse. Uh, ain't that something? Huh? Well... What does that mean? Right. Uh, the man with the pop bottle in his hand. Oh, that? Oh, that's the spirit of Ebbets Field. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the man lying on the ground. Oh, that's the umpire. <laughs> you see, underneath is our motto. 
Fair play. <laughs> now, uh, what did you want to talk to me about, Dumplin'? Oh, dear, I'm worried about the food. I should have done the cooking myself. <laughs> no, I told you I don't want you to work on this party. That's why I'm having it catered by a restaurant. Luigi Spaghetti Heaven and Meatball Mardi Gras. <laughs> well, how much hamburger are you getting from Luigi, Pop? Well, I figure ten people, five pounds of hamburger, it's more than plenty. Oh, you're forgetting about the soldier. He'll probably have a healthy appetite. Oh, don't worry, Dumplin'. After all, we're not going to have the whole army here tonight. <laughs> no, but suppose we run short. Well, if we run short, we'll open up a can of sardines. Oh, Riley, no party's a success unless your guests have plenty of good food. Well, that's right, Dumplin', and I got plenty of food. Four big bottles of root beer and a whole pound of peanut brittle. I tell you, the food will be coming out of their ears. When I run a party, the company goes home happy. Uh. Good afternoon. Is Mr. Riley in? Oh, y yes, sir. Come in. I I'm Mr. Riley. I, I mean, Riley. Mr. Riley, I'm Colonel Rogers from Camp Bennett. Well, how do you do, Colonel? I'm very glad to know you. I'm certainly... <laughs> I'm in Los Angeles on army business, and I came by to thank you. That party you're giving tonight is a splendid patriotic gesture. Oh, come, come, Colonel, it's nothing. Any good American would invite a soldier to a party on New Year's Eve. That's right. Any good American would invite a soldier. But only an extraordinary one would invite a whole company. Oh, well, what's one soldier dumb? <laughs> I'm uh, sorry if my compliments are embarrassing you, but you deserve it. After all, feeding two hungry husky G.I.s is no small job. Uh, the more the merrier. The newspapers certainly like what you're doing. The uh, papers? Certainly. Your news. Here, see for yourself. Uh, giant New Year's Eve party to be held. Thanks to the patriotic gesture of Chester A. Riley, local war worker. Two hundred soldiers comprising Company A, Camp Bennett, Oh, this is terrible. I understand, Mr. Riley. Most men of your type hate publicity. Uh, in this case, I despise it. <laughs> but just the same, the story of your generosity will set a fine example to apathetic citizens on the whole front. Honest, Colonel, you don't know what a pathetic citizen I really am. You're too modest, sir. Well, I must be running along. And don't forget, the War Department in Washington will hear about this. Goodbye. Uh, Peg. Peg. Yes? What is it, Riley? Well, what's wrong? Peg, there's something I gotta know. What? Peg, can the Army shoot a civilian? <laughs> time, it seems that Riley has bitten off more than he's got for the Army to chew. We'll be back with his party pains in just a moment. You're listening to the Old Time Radio Hour, here on Sid Valley Radio. Well, Riley had invited a few friends and a soldier he happened to meet to an intimate New Year's party. But a few hours before the affair was scheduled to begin, he learned to his horror that due to a misunderstanding... Instead of one soldier, two hundred soldiers will show up. Peg, what am I going to do? 
200 soldiers. I'll be the laughing stock of the neighborhood. We'll have to move away. Oh, but, Daddy, will we ever find a house in this town? Uh, that's true. I think right now my head is the only vacancy in Los Angeles. <laughs> 200 soldiers. There ain't enough oxygen in this house for that many people. <laughs> Junior, did, did you phone the caterer? Yes, Pop, but Luigi's still out. Oh, well, I'll check up on the food we have in the house. Yeah, uh, 200 soldiers. And we only got 10 chairs. We'll have to have 20 different sittings. <laughs> oh, have I got a headache. Junior, get me another aspirin. Uh, put it on a slice of bread. I'm hungry, too. <laughs> oh, who's at the door, Junior? It looks like Mr. O'Dell, the undertaker. Uh, I'm just in the mood for him. I'll let him know. <laughs> you, you go help your mother. Okay, Pop. Uh, hiya, Digger. How's my favorite undertaker? Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Uh, what's the matter with you, Digger? You in pain? No, I'm just smiling. I've been balancing my books, and I'm happy to report that for 1944, I'm in the black. I finally collected the bills people owed me. Oh, uh, some of your customers are deadbeats, huh? Let's not talk shop, Riley. I just dropped in to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, same to you, Digger. Come now, Riley, cheer up. This is New Year's Eve. Crowds, laughter, song. I adore New Year's Eve. It's so gay. Well, ain't gonna be for me. Why don't you and the little woman drop in at my house tonight? We'll have oodles of fun. No, I, I don't think I can make it. Oh, you must. I'll send my car for you. There's loads of room. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've seen your car. <laughs> and don't worry. I'll bring you back. If I was going to your place, I'd rather walk. But, uh, I, I'm tied up tonight, Jake. Oh, right? too bad. But anyway, I'll hand you a laugh. All right. Have you heard the latest? Yeah. Husband, I just had a tooth pulled. It cost me a dollar. Wife, what kind of a tooth? Husband, a buck tooth. <laughs> Isn't it a scream? Yeah, hilarious. Cheerio, Riley. See you in charge. Bye, So you see, Waldo, instead of one soldier, a whole company is coming. That's why I need dishes. Lots of dishes, Waldo. Oh, I wish I could help you, Mr. Riley. <laughs> well, your wife has two sets of dishes. Go and ask her to lend them to me. Huh? Oh, I you... couldn't do that. She's furious with me because of what happened on Christmas morning. Oh? She opened the present that I got for our great Dane dog by mistake. <laughs> She thought it was for her. When she read the card inside, she was fit to be tied. Well, what did the card say? Well, it said, Baby dear, to buy you a fitting gift for me was quite a puzzle. So I bought the thing that you need most. Enclosed, you'll find a muzzle. 
Well, well, though, I've seen your wife. It was a natural mistake. Well, though, I'm going to ask your wife for them dishes. Oh, Mr. Riley, she wouldn't let you in the house. She says you're a bad influence on me. You see, she found out about that night when we... Uh, what night? Well, uh, you know that night. Uh... Oh, oh, that night. <laughs> oh, so what? What harm was it if I did let you take a puff on my pipe? <laughs> There's no tobacco in it. <laughs> I'm sure she'll never let you have the dishes, though. Oh, well, I guess I'm late. Maybe Luigi can let me have some dishes. I, I got to see him about getting more food anyway. So long, Waldo. Hello, Luigi. Ah, Mr. Riley, how do you do it? I'm just fixing you hamburger for the party. I'm glad you come in. Here, tell me, how you like your hamburger? With garlic, salt, paprika, onion, and pepper? Or you like it seasoned? <laughs> well, anyway, you fix it, Luigi uh, Look, Luigi, uh, about the party, I I I'm a little bit worried I I'm going to need some more hamper eh, Don't you worry, Luigi, she's a fixing you up Five pounds is not enough no. ah, You need more, huh? Well, a little more How yeah. much? Two hundred pounds Sure, I give you But my good friend, Mr. Riley, do, do what? Two hundred pounds Two hundred now, 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 Luigi, now, now, take it easy. Put down that paper, Luigi. Two hundred pounds of hamburg. Go find yourself a balcony, you crazy like a Mussolini. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now, look, Luigi, I ain't. You see, in, in, instead of one soldier, two hundred are coming to my party. That's why I need two hundred pounds. Where am I going to get? At the thing you see in the yard, that she's no cow. That's uh, my wife's sister. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but, but Luigi, you always have a lot of hamburger for meatballs. Sure, sure, I got, I got, but I'm a need. It's for a banquet here tonight. The Architects Society. They reserve six weeks in advance. I know, but Luigi, it's not for me, it's for the army. You... I know, I know, don't you get me wrong. I love the army. I love General Eisenhower. I love you. Believe me, I do anything for you, Riley. I would cut off your right arm for me. <laughs> but to no hamburger. Peg, I went everywhere. Even my own friends wouldn't help me. Oh, dear, this is dreadful. Those 200 soldiers will be here any minute. Yeah. How'll we feed them? Oh, well... Just have to open up that can of sardines and jump back out of the way. <laughs> oh, Riley, you'll have to think of something. I've been thinking it. I, you know that trip back east I've been planning to make all these years? I think this is the time to make it. Oh, be sensible, Riley. Well, we can't... But, hey, it's them. Oh. I ain't home. I... I, I uh, uh, Waldo. Uh, Mr. Riley, my wife says you can have the dishes. You, what? Waldo. Waldo, you're a pal. Yeah. I told her it was for the soldiers. And that broke her down, huh? Do you know what she did? No. She threw her arms around me and gave me a big kiss for the first time in eight years. <laughs> and you know, that made me stop and think. Think what? 
What a heck of a way to start the new year. <laughs> I wonder who's... Happy New Year, everybody! Uh, Luigi, you got your nerve saying Happy New Year to me. No, 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 wait a minute, O'Reilly. Keep your skirt on. They're giving me a hand to bring in the stuff. Outside of my truck, I got a 200-pound hamburger, 800 rolls, 3,000 miles of spaghetti, one wife, seven of bambinos, and a half a jar of mustard. <laughs> oh, Luigi, that's wonderful. But, but Luigi, you said I that... know, I know, but when I'm a think of the soldier boys and she's going to be hungry, I'm going to get the conscience of chicken. <laughs> my heart, my heart, she's like a my sponge cake. Very soft. Ah, oh, Luigi, you saved my life. But, but what about the architects? I'm a cancel the banquet. I'm a say to them, if you're such a good architect, make other plans. <laughs> you better get to work, Luigi. Oh, come on, Riley, Waldo, you yeah, help. Yeah, well, we'll... Uh, uh, hello? Uh, Mr. Riley, this is Colonel Rogers. Oh, hello, Colonel. Mr. Riley, I've just heard some disappointing news. It ain't true. We got plenty of hamburger. The boys won't go hungry. I know that, Mr. Riley, but I'm sorry that my men will be unable to accept your hospitality. You mean they ain't coming? But, Colonel, I got a ton of food on my hands. I'll get indigestion, Colonel. I... <laughs> I'm very sorry to disappoint you, but at the last moment, a special order just came through. We have to move on. Our train leaves at midnight. But, Colonel, how can you go tonight? It's New Year's Eve. The railroads keep saying you shouldn't travel on a holiday. <laughs> Mr. Riley, we're soldiers. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Well, well, gee, we'll all be disappointed. So will we. Well, goodbye, Mr. Riley. Goodbye. The party's off. Oh. The soldiers got to move on tonight. They're, they're on their way to the station now. That's too Bad. Oh, I bet they'll be disappointed. Yes. Uh, uh, just a minute, sir. Why for should they be disappointed, huh? They no can come to the party, we bring the party to them. I got everything in the truck. We cook the stuff in the station, huh? Well, <laughs> Luigi, of course, that's has a wonderful uh, idea. Yeah, you're a genius, Luigi. Come on, everybody. Let's go down to the center buoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, fellas, step up and get your hamburgers. Who wants another hamburger? Yeah, I'd like another one if you don't step right up, boys. Here you are, kid. Yeah. Luigi. Hey, Luigi, more hamburgers. Oh, shoo, shoo. Coming right up, boy, Luigi. Oh, Here's some more rolls, Riley. Oh, thanks, Peg. Is, is everybody getting enough to eat? Oh, more than enough. It's a lovely party. It sure party. is. Another it's taste good. of soda pop, oh, Mr. Riley. Oh, Waldo. Put it Waldo. Huh? Waldo, you'll ruin your suit. Why don't you wear your apron? Waldo? Oh, no. I better not. It might remind the boys of the girls they're leaving behind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hiya, Riley. Boy, this is a great party. Well, hiya, Sarge. You, you had enough to eat? Now, give me another hamburger. Okay, kid. How do you want it? Well, I already had one with ketchup, one with mustard, one with mayonnaise, and one naked. Well, <laughs> then I'll give you the Riley special. One hamburger between two of the hamburgers, huh? Hey, you kid. Oh, boy, thanks. Well, I got to round up the men. We're leaving soon. And thanks for everything. This has been a swell party. So long, Riley. So long, Sarge. Oh, uh, Mr. Riley. Oh. oh, hello, Colonel Rogers. How you doing? Fine, Mr. Riley. The men are having a great time. We certainly appreciate what you're doing. Well, we appreciate what you're doing. 
Uh, oh, Colonel, I- I'll give you a laugh. You can tell General Eisenhower. It's a joke my friend Digger Odell told me. It goes like this. Husband, I just had a buck tooth pulled. Wife, did it hurt much? Husband, I'll say mother-in-law serves you right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very amusing, yes. <laughs> well, we've got to get aboard now, Mr. Riley. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye, Colonel, and good luck to you wherever you're going. Well, there they go, Peg. Yes, aren't they fine boys? Yeah. And there's ten million of them, all trying to make sure that next year will be a happier one for the whole world. Look at the clock, Peg. In exactly five seconds, it'll be twelve o'clock. Oh, Lord! Four seconds. Three, two, one... Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year! in just a moment. You're listening to the Old Time Radio Hour here on Sid Valley Radio. Oh, go on, Daddy. Read your poem. Well, well, uh, okay. Of course, I... I ain't no Henry Wadsworth Rockefeller, but... <laughs> anyway, I, I, I made this poem up out of my own head, and it's got a couple of concrete ideas. <laughs> uh, here's to 1945. Here's hoping all of us will thrive. A happy new year to my wife, the senior partner of my life. Greetings, too, to son and daughter. I hope they won't do what they shouldn't order. May life be gay for Digger Odell, who gives you flowers when you can't smell. <laughs> to little Waldo, love and kisses. He'd like to be married, but not to his missus. <laughs> we promise all to work and fight, to win the war and square things right. And to all our GIs, wherever you roam, may this year see you safe back home. Much too early in the game Ah, but I thought I'd ask you just the same What are you doing New 
wonder whose arms will hold you good and tight when it's exactly twelve o'clock that night. Welcoming in the new year, new year's eve. Maybe I'm crazy. Suppose I'd ever be the one you chose out of a thousand invitations you'd receive. Ah, but in case I'd stand one little chance. Here comes the jackpot question in advance. What are you doing, New Year's? New Year's Eve. Maybe I'm crazy to suppose I'd ever be. Out of a thousand invitations you've received, ah, but in case I'd stand one little chance, here comes a jackpot question in advance. What are you doing? <laughs> it presents Harold Perry as the Great Gildersleeve, written by John Wheaton and Sam Moore, with music by Claude Sweet. Join our friend the Great Gildersleeve as he winds up the year 1944. It's the day before New Year's in Summerfield, and Gildersleeve, after considerable pressure from Leroy and with considerable reluctance on his own part, finds himself at last on skates. Hmm. That is, he stands nervously on his old rockers at the edge of Tolly's Pond while Leroy and Marjorie cut fancy figures on their new Christmas tubulars. Hey, look out, Leroy! Oh. Don't worry, I'll never hit you. mean to leave Unky here all alone. Don't mind me, my dear. Just have your fun. Oh, come on, Uncle Mort. Skate with me a little. You can hold my arm. I don't like the looks of this pond. It's a good pond. Safe, too, Uncle. Well, I don't know. Come on, let's try it. I'll take one arm and Leroy can hold the other. I want Leroy to keep away from me. I better try it alone first. Hmm. You're doing fine, huh? That's uh, not as bad as I thought. Why, you're wonderful, Unky. <laughs> I used to be quite a skater in my younger days. Did you play hockey? No. Why not? It hadn't been invented. By George, this is fun. Come on, Marjorie, I'll race you down to the end of the pond. Okay. Wait a minute, I got a better idea. Let's play I Got It. You've got what? 
I got it. It's a game like tag, only everyone chases the one that's got it. Well, who's got it? I have. Well, you won't have it long. Chase him over here, Uncle Martin. I'll get him. No, sir. I'm going to catch him myself. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Why, you... something nice and soft and sit on it. You got it. You almost finished, Floyd? Pretty near, Commissioner. You getting fidgety? No, my back's a little sore. Hurts when I move. Sit still, then. Hurts when I sit still too long. Well, won't be long now, as the monkey said when his tail got caught in a lawnmower. You gonna make a little whoopee tonight, Commissioner? No. No whoopee? No. Judge Hooker hooked me into an evening at the lawyer's club. You can just imagine the kind of whoopee goes on there. How'd you happen to get sucked into that, anyway? Last I heard, the judge was gonna handle that suit against you for that senorita. Well, he said she had no case. In fact, he was so friendly about it that I, well, I thought I ought to spend New Year's Eve with him. Oh, one of them things. Well, you should squawk. We gotta spend the evening with the wife's folks. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Yeah, they're pretty strict. Father ain't a bad guy. Probably like to sneak out with me if he got a chance. But her mother... Oh? What's the matter with her? Used to have money. Claims she did anyway. To hear her tell it, she was practically an heiress, and the old man come along and married her when she wasn't looking. Oh. If you ask me, he's the one wasn't looking. <laughs> yes, sir, she's... Oh! What's the matter? Did I nip you? Why don't you sharpen your scissors, Floyd? I hone these scissors every day. Must have run into a tough hair. All my hairs are identical. Just watch it. I'll watch it. But as I was saying, the old lady claims she used to have money, so she always acts like everybody else was some kind of a bum from across the tracks. But if she was an heiress, her old man must have been a burglar, because her table manners never come from Park Avenue. Uses a knife and fork like a bulldozer. Aren't you almost through, Floyd? I guess so. Well, well, here comes another customer. Hi, Judge. Happy New Year, Floyd. Well, Gildy, making yourself pretty, I see. Just a haircut, Judge. Start the new year with a clean slate. I uh, hear you and Mr. Gildersleeve are going on a tear tonight, Judge. Is that right? Mr. Gildersleeve is to be my guest at the Lawyers Club. We have an annual entertainment. I hear it's pretty wild, though. Women climbing out of pies and all that. Now take it easy, Floyd. There'll be nothing like that on the evening's agenda. Agenda? Is there going to be an agenda? <laughs> I was being humorous, Gildy. Oh. <laughs> the program will consist principally of our annual mock trial. Trial, huh? Who's the prisoner? The year 1944 will be on trial for its life. Gee. I play the part of Father Time, and Judge Hofstetter is the prosecutor. Last year, he gave a summation of 1943. It was about as brilliant a piece of history as you ever heard. History? You'll enjoy it, Gildy. Some of the side remarks are very funny, too. Uh, well, it sounds great, Judge, but... I never forget last year when Walter Irving, of counsel for the defendant told the court that 1943 would go down in history as the year of sulfonilamide and penicillin. Hofstetter objected. On the grounds, this statement was drugged in. 
was much funnier if you could have seen Hofstetter's face when he said it. Yeah, yeah. Look, Horace, this all sounds like a lot of good fun, but I don't know whether I'm going to be able to make it tonight. Can't make it? Why, Gildy, I've arranged for you to be on the jury. Oh, wonderful, Horace. I appreciate it, too, but uh, well, the fact is... Uh, I don't feel very good. Oh, poppycock. Never saw you looking better. No, I mean it, Judge. I'm afraid maybe I've got a little touch of sacroiliac. Sacroiliac? Mm-hmm. I know just what to do for it. Had it all my life. I've got a special prescription Peavy makes up for me. Oh, but this is different, Horace. Oh, different my eye. Come on, now. Peavy will fix you up as good as new, and you'll get in on all the fun tonight. Oh, for... Come on. All right, all right. Don't push me, Judge. Here, Floyd. Happy New Year. Thanks. Uh, have a good time tonight. <laughs> Same to you, Commissioner. <laughs> Judge Hooker brings me here, Peavy. He claims you got a magic remedy for sacroiliac. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you know, Peavy, the uh, stuff you gave me that time I had the accident at the carnival? Well, yes, that might alleviate it. I've got a bottle of it right here. Uh, what was your accident at the carnival, Judge? I fell off the merry-go-round. <laughs> <laughs> Serves you right, you old goat. Well, there it is, Mr. Gildersleeve. I make this up myself from a formula I picked up some years ago. Several of my customers have had very happy experiences with it. Oh? You drink it or rub it on the place? Oh, you rub it on. Uh, what's the nature of the injury? Well, I was skating and I fell on the ice. Mm. For that area, you'll need the larger bottle. <laughs> now see here, Peavy. <laughs> you too, Hooker. This is no <laughs> matter. I'm a sick man. Uh, you just rub this on and lie quiet for a couple of days. That's right. Lie quiet, Judge. That's the very thing. That's ridiculous. I never had to lie quiet. Yeah, and you never got cured. I'm not taking any chances. Now, you're just trying to get out of going to the lawyer's club. Why, Horace, how can you think that? All right. If you don't want to come, don't come. Goodbye. Goodbye yourself. <laughs> TV, I'm sorry I had to start a row in here, but... I, could, I couldn't just see myself spending New Year's Eve with a bunch of lawyers. <laughs> what are you doing tonight, Peavy? Oh, same as every year. Go to bed at 10 o'clock, and if the whistles wake us up at 12, we say Happy New Year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by George, that's the sensible way to do it. The whole idea of sitting up till all hours is silly. Oh, it's all right if you feel like it, I guess. No, Peavy, it's just silly. Sensible way is to get a, new, a, a good night's sleep and get a flying start on the New Year. Jump into 1945 with both feet and start punching. Yeah, I always clean out the cellar New Year's Day. Well, I don't say I'll go as far as that, Peavy. Well, hello, Mrs. Ransom. Hello, Mr. Peavy. Oh, Leela. Happy New Year. <laughs> Same to you, Throckmorton, and a happy New Year to Mr. Peavy, too. Oh, thank you, ma'am. Uh, Mr. Peavy and I were just talking about New Year's Eve, Leela. I bet you're going out on some wild party to all hours, aren't you? Well, no, Throckmorton. I decided I wouldn't. Back home I would, but it's not the same up here. Huh? What do you mean? Well, in Summerfield the men don't dress, and there aren't any of the old traditions like the eggnog and all that make it such fun down home. Oh, I guess you're right, Leela. I suppose you'll be tearing around, though, won't you, Throckmorton? No, I just about decided to go to bed early and get a flying start on 1945. Mm, that sounds awfully sensible. No, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> what? If I were as young as either of you, I'd raise little Ned tonight, and that's fact. Oh, you would, Peavy? I certainly would. By George, maybe you're right. 
Leela, how about it? Let's have some fun this evening. I'll put on my dress suit and make some eggnogs. Oh, Strog Martin. But, but what about your flying start on 1945? The heck with 1945. That's next year. Yeah. Greg Gildersleeve will be with us again in just a few seconds. You know, a Sunday night pancake or waffle feast is a welcome change from the elaborate menus you may have been serving through the holiday season. And to make your pancakes and waffles really sing out with appetite appeal, spread on some delicious parquet margarine for that crowning touch of flavor. Your family and guests are sure to enjoy parquet's fine flavor. It's so fresh, so delicate, and so satisfying. In fact, parquet margarine is enjoyed daily in millions of homes. It's one of America's favorite spreads for bread, hot toast, and rolls. And it's wonderfully nourishing, too. Parquet is high in food energy value, and Kraft guarantees every single pound of parquet margarine to contain 9,000 units of important vitamin A. So for good nourishment and real flavor enjoyment, buy and serve parquet, P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine made by Kraft. Yes, Kraft makes parquet. Now to the great Gildersleeve, who is determined to show his southern neighbor that the holiday hospitality of Summerfield can be quite as gracious and festive as that of the Old South. With Marjorie going out for the evening with friends and Leroy spending the night at Piggy's, he figures he should have a free hand. Well, we'll see. Oh, here he comes down the stairs and all dressed up. Holy smokes, look at Uncle. He's got his waiter suit on. His tails, Leroy. Uncle Mort, you look wonderful. Oh, thank you, my dear. Oh, I love you in tails. You look so distinguished. Well, you're looking very fit yourself, my dear. A regular little princess. Isn't she, Leroy? Yeah, she's okay. But she gets dressed up. Thank you, Leroy. You like that thing she's got in her hair, Uncle? Very pretty. I gave her that. Great me. <laughs> well, uh, who are you going out with, my dear? A friend of Francie's. His name is Keith. Keith? The only boy I ever knew named Keith I didn't like. I suppose it's all right, though, if you get home early. Aren't you in by 11 o'clock? 11 o'clock? New Year's Eve? Oh, have a heart, Unc. She's got to at least hear the New Year come in. Well, 12 o'clock on the dot. Oh, Unky, it's New Year's. All right, 12.30, then. 1 o'clock? Uh, all right, 1 o'clock. <laughs> but not a minute later. I don't want you up to all hours with anybody named Keith. And uh, you, Leroy. Don't worry about me, Unc. Have a good time. Be a good boy if you can, but have a good time. I think I'll be going. Oh, my goodness, don't you look grand. Oh, you like it, Bertie? I sure do. I ain't seen you wear that suit in years. Well, the occasion has not arisen, Bertie. It's a little formal. <laughs> I didn't even know you could get into them clothes anymore. Uh, not only got into them, but there's room to spare. Look. You must have shrunk. Yeah. Weighed myself just before I came downstairs, Bertie, and I lost half a pound. <laughs> <laughs> What do you know, children? I'm going to finish 1944, a half-pound underweight. <laughs> You'll make it up when you see the midnight supper I fixed for you, Miss Ransom. Shrimp cocktails, chicken olive king with peas and shoestring potatoes, fruit salad, French pastry, and coffee. Oh, my goodness, Bertie. Is that your idea of an intimate little supper? Well, I fixed the supper, Mr. Gillsleeve. The rest is up to you. <laughs> <laughs> about time. 
Uh, that's women for you. Oh, well. Well, Ross Morton, you darling, you dress. What did I tell you? Oh, that just makes the evening. Men always look so handsome in evening clothes. Well, let me turn on a little light here. Ah, let me take... Leela, what have you done to yourself? <laughs> you like it? Why, you're beautiful. Thank you. Your hair, you've done something to it. I'm wearing it a new way. Oh, pretty. You uh, haven't mentioned my dress. I was almost afraid to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. I declare you Yankees pay the prettiest compliments. Of course, you don't mean a word you say. Don't you believe it. Oh, almost forgot. Here, for you. For me? Bonjour, Flores. Now, what could it possibly be? <laughs> Why don't you open it? <laughs> Flowers, of course, Sarge. Oh, Throckmorton, this is too wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing cheap about Gildersleeve. <laughs> I know. I'm going to be old-fashioned and wear them right here. You need something there. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be such fun. Yeah, you don't know the half of it. The children are out. Bertie's out. We got the whole place to ourselves. Bertie left us a little supper. You know, intimate. Oh, how romantic. What do you say we eat it right now? I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. <laughs> oh, not yet, Throckmorton. Yeah, but I'm starved. I went easy on dinner so I'd be able to handle it. All we have to do is warm it up. Oh, not before midnight, Throckmorton. That would spoil it. All right, 12 o'clock then. Well... Shall we go in the living room, then? Let's. Ladies first. <laughs> oh, you've still got your tree up. I'm so glad. Well, the children hate to let it go. I know. Let's turn on the tree lights and turn out all the others. It's more romantic that way, don't you think? Yeah, and more fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like Fairyland. Makes me feel like a child again. Me, too. Let's just sit here hand in hand and look at it for a while, shall we? Okay. I said hand in hand. <laughs> Sorry, Leela. You know, I thought you'd never get here, Leela. 11.30, just sitting here in my dress suit. I balanced my whole checkbook. Oh, well, I'm sorry if I kept you waiting, Throckmorton, but I thought you'd want me to be pretty for you tonight. Yeah, that's all right. I guess you had a lot to do. <laughs> Besides, down home, things never really got started before midnight New Year's Eve. <sighs> Just think, a year ago at this time, I was in Savannah visiting. And two years ago, you were right here. Mm, so I was. And three years ago, three years ago, I didn't even know you, Throckmorton. Think of that. Tempest Fugits. I was all so short. We met. We were engaged. And your husband turned out? Mm. <laughs> Poor Beauregard. It was such a shock after believing he was dead all those years. And then to have him go the way he did, kicked by you. Yeah, I know. I'll never know which was the greatest shock, his coming or his going. <laughs> Oh, and after that, what happened to us, Throckmorton? I don't know, Leela. We just drifted apart, I guess. You went in the morning, and I, I buried myself in my work. 
You went chasing after Eve Goodwin. Now, Leela, there was never anything like that. I liked Eve and I admired her. I still do. But we were never right for each other. We found that out. You're the girl for me, Leela. You mean that? I was crazy not to know it all along. Oh, then, uh, what about this Miss Del Rey? Dolores, is that her name? Oh, uh, nothing in that either, Leela. Never was. No, that was strictly Judge Hooker's mistake. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that, Throckmorton. Yeah, forget Dolores, I have. Let's just talk about you. Oh, let's. Let's talk about the first time we met. Hmm. Hey, it's getting on toward midnight. How about eating now? We got shrimp cocktail, chicken... Oh! <laughs> not yet, Throckmorton. Not till 12 o'clock. All right, 12 o'clock. What'll we do to Lent? In the South, Mr. Gildersleeve, a man doesn't have to be told what to do on New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Shove over. <laughs> Throckmorton, you're so sudden. Well, gosh, I thought you said, I mean, huh? <laughs> Let's just hold hands for a while, shall we? Well, that's where we started. We aren't getting anywhere. <laughs> Silly. Lean back and put your head on my shoulder. Hmm. Oh, I remember the first time I met you, Throckmorton. It was during a blackout. About time we had another. I came to the door and there you stood, so handsome in your helmet and your flashlight. My gallant air raid warden. And the next day you came back and there wasn't any blackout, remember? Uh-huh. Why did you come back the second day, Throckmorton? Because I was full of the old Nick. <laughs> that was the first time I ever heard you sing. Would you do a thing for me, Throckmorton? Would you sing for me again, just the way you did then? Well, seeing it's New Year's Eve, if you'll play. Of course I'll play. You know, you really ought to have this piano tuned sometime, Throckmorton. Tuned? Why, Leela, that's a Wembley. Shh, here it is. Now sing pretty, yeah. Speak to me of love And say what I'm longing to hear Tender words of love Repeat them again I implore you Speak to me of love and whisper these words to me, dear. I adore you. Listen, a whistle. Oh, it's the old tack factory. Oh, oh. Rockmorton, it's 12 o'clock. It's midnight. So it is. Well? Let's eat. <laughs> Sure. Happy New Year, Leela. Happy New Year, Throck. On. He. <laughs> By George, it's 1945 and I like it already. <laughs> Happy New Year, Leela. Happy New Year. Oh, that awful horn. I found it at Leroy's room, left over from last year. 
Have another pastry, Leela. Can't let them go to waste. Oh, I couldn't possibly. Well, I might just take care of one more. <laughs> another eggnog? Oh, no. Not that they aren't wonderful, you understand. Old family recipe. Oh, honestly, Throckmorton, I haven't had such fun since Mardi Gras. Since what? Since Mardi Gras. Haven't you ever been to Mardi Gras in New Orleans? Never been south of Youngstown. Oh, oh you'd love it. And if you ever go, you must look up my cousin, Tupper Hathaway. He belongs to all the clubs. He knows just everybody. Oh, Cousin Tupper. Well, I'll make a note of that. Oh, you'd love Mardi Gras, Rockmorton. It's so gay. All they do is have banquets and dance in the streets and blow horns and make love to strange girls. Ooh, that sounds great. <laughs> they all wear masks, you understand, so nobody can prove anything. <laughs> well, not a bad idea. I got a horn. Wish I had a mask. <laughs> Silly. Pretend you don't know me, Leela, and I'll give you a big kiss. Oh, yeah. Rockmorton, I'm trying to tell you about Mardi I'm listening. Go ahead. They wear masks. Those are the mummers. That's what they call them. Mummers, eh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Honey child, come kiss you the old mama. <laughs> oh, I declare you'd be a riot in New Orleans. I'm a riot right here in Summerfield. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's such fun down there, Throckmorton. Everybody is everybody's friend. That's what's so wonderful about it. Great. You run into a perfect stranger on the street and you invite him right into your house for an eggnog or whatever. It's perfect. Oh, that's what I miss about the South. That friendliness, that gaiety and hospitality. Listen, we can be just as friendly and hospitable right here in Summerfield as any place in the South. Oh, but people never do. That's a challenge. Come on, Leela. Where are you going? Get your coat on. We're going out and get hospitable. We'll whoop it up. We'll blow horns and ring bells. You're not serious. I mean it. Grab your coat there, Leela. We'll wish everybody a happy new year. If we see any strangers, we'll invite them in for an eggnog. If we run into any girls, they better look out. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, what's got into you? Mardi Gras, the spirit of carnival. That's me. Yippee! Come on, Leela. You get to kiss all the men, and I get to kiss all the girls. Woohoo! Martin, you're not. Don't hang back now, Leela. Come on. I'll show you how we do it in the old suit. Happy New Year, everybody! Happy New Year! What a town! <laughs> You try to make merry and there's not a soul in sight. Oh, wait a minute. There's somebody. Where? Coming up the block. Uh, hail to the blithe spirit. Good evening. Throckmorton, it's nobody we know. Who cares? Hail, friend. Wouldst tarry within these humble portals and exchange the greetings of the season and perchance partake of a tankard of eggnog? Wouldst? Throckmorton, red. By golly, I'm glad to find somebody up. Maybe you could help me. Gladly, brother, gladly. Step right in. Welcome to Liberty Hall. Oh, what a day. I'm telling you, since 9 o'clock this morning, and I've still got one more to deliver. Brother, consider your last delivery made. Fie, out upon it. For it's the season of feasting and good cheer, egad. Huh? Have an eggnog. Well, thanks. I don't care if I do. I don't know who you are, but Gersh is my name. I'm, uh... Brother, we care not who you are or whence you came. You're welcome here. Well, gosh, thanks. Uh, I didn't get the name. I am the king of the carnival. This is my attendant nymph, the fair Leela. Leela? Meet Mr. Gooch. Uh, Gooch. <laughs> How do you do? Uh, you mustn't mind Mr. Gildersleeve. He's just... You know it's New Year's. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Gildersleeve, did you say? Yeah, that's right. Throckmorton P? Oh, the very same. Well, well, here's a paper for you. Oh, what's this? Notice of civil action in the case of Dolores Del Rey versus Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. Oh! Breach of promise, looks like. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Yeah. Give me back that eggnog, brother.
The Old Time Radio Hour will be back next Sunday, at 4 o'clock. We hope you can join us, here on Sid Valley Radio.